Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Now, this dependent lifestyle is blessed fulfilling, joyful, and ends in life. This wise person, God says, is one who thinks and lives in relationship to God and His Word. They know His Word, they obey His Word, they submit their will to God, they live with eternity in view, which is God's view of life. At the core of foolishness, you find self. But at the core of wisdom, you find God. If you don't really have a relationship with God and you're just doing your own thing, even as a Christian, you're wasting your life. Today, we're examining the difference between wise and foolish lifestyles. An independent approach is doing life your way, on your terms, with your perspective, and it's empty, lonely, and frustrating. Scripture says that he who trusts in himself is a fool, but he who walks with God is kept safe. A foolish person is one who thinks and lives apart from God. Which lifestyle have you chosen? Do you rely on yourself or God? Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Proverbs, chapter 28, verse 26, with part one of his message entitled, Wise or Foolish Lifestyle. So let's turn to the book of Proverbs, chapter 28, 28. Now in a moment, I'm going to give you a chance to make an investment of a lifetime. <laughs> and you're going to choose whether you want this investment or you don't want this investment. Are you with me? Yes. All right, so it's your money, and I'm going to tell you what you can get with your money and I want you to tell me whether you're going to make this investment or not. You've already turned to Proverbs 28. Well, here's the investment. What would you think, and this is a true story, so it's a wise thing for you to listen. What would you think of a website that offered the following? You can increase your investment, $1,000, $10,000, whatever, by 125% in just three days. You getting ready with your money? With our safe investing program. Now, if you leave your money in longer, in fact, eventually you can have a return of 2,500%. You ready? All of your investment will be placed in safe bets in online sports betting. That's an oxymoron, isn't it? Safe bet. Our bettors use a formula employed by the Las Vegas professionals who make billions the very same way you're going to make money. Now, you have $1,000. How many this morning, this is a true story, how many this morning go, 
I like those odds. I'm going to put my money down. How, how many? We had one in the first service. He was one fry short of a Happy Meal is what he was. How many go, not a chance? Not a chance. So would that investment be wise or foolish? Be foolish. A high school senior in Southern California has swindled more than 1,000 American investors out of $1 million in six weeks. The website that I just told you, I read to you, 1,000 Americans, El Smartos, put a million of their bucks in. He's being prosecuted. Didn't do anything with the money. 1,000 smart Americans. Not a chance. Now you say, that's stupid. Well, we're going to give you a chance this morning to determine whether you're wise or foolish in two separate, distinct decisions. Let's look at Proverbs 28, 26. He who trusts in himself is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom is kept safe. God gives us this simple yet very profound little one sentence. It's a profound principle. There's only two options. You can either live wisely or foolishly. You can either live wisely or foolishly. Now, when you see the word fool in the Bible, it's not talking about somebody with an IQ of 12 or somebody that's mentally deficient or simple-minded. In fact, often in the Bible, the people that God calls fools are incredibly brilliant. So here's the first definition this morning of a foolish lifestyle. What does the Bible mean when it says fool? Foolish lifestyle number one is walking alone apart from God. That's the lifestyle that God says. He who trusts in himself is a fool. In other words, you're walking by your own wisdom and no relationship to God. Now Psalm 53.1 says this, The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. Some of you here this morning might be in that category, no way there's a God, or I don't think there's a God. You may be an agnostic or an atheist. But if we deny there's a God, the Bible actually says we have no excuse because we know the truth. In other words, every human being knows there's a God. We say, well, where is that? Well, I have it for you. It's right on the old red, Romans chapter 1, verse 20. Let's read it together. For since the creation of the world... That's a long time ago. God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that men are without excuse. So anybody that says, well, I don't believe there's a God. You, you prove to me there's a God, then I'll believe. No, God says, you already know. I've already shown you, just believe. Well, how does God show us that he's really real? He shows us four ways. And let me give them to you. You might want to write them down. I don't have them on the overhead. First of all, God's truth and existence is revealed to us 
by nature. Next, we know that God revealed himself through the heavens. Isn't it interesting when you read the newspaper? I love the USA Today quite often. Some scientists will come out and say, with Hubble telescope or something, we found a new galaxy. And they say, it's 3.8 trillion, trillion, a million miles away. And we're going, huh? And God's up there saying, wait till I show them what's next. Trillion miles? We don't get it. The heavens, the Bible says, declare the glory of God. You and I created this? A big bang created this? No. God says, just look to the heavens. You know I'm real. The third way is by our conscience. This is happening more common today. Our soldiers, our men and women that are in Afghanistan and all of that area over there, when they're in those deep areas and they're alone, they may have gone over an atheist, but if they'll be honest, when they're facing death, God's speaking to them. And God's speaking to some of you this morning. You see, he put an emptiness that says, there is a God. Now, the Bible tells us in Romans, this chapter, you can do it for homework today. If you do that study, you'll find that what happens is God proves the existence, man denies it. God proves it. Well, what's the last way, Pastor Mark, that he absolutely proves his existence? It does it through the Word of God. The Word of God tells me he's here. Now, as you think about that, people then go, well... No way. I can be successful. Look at your verse. He who trusts in himself is a fool. But people say, no, I can be successful. I can trust my own wisdom. I can trust my own understanding. I can live life exactly like I want to live it. I can live it apart from God and do just fine. But the Bible says, no, you cannot. Now, who are you going to believe? Your limited wisdom or God's supreme wisdom? The normal life for me is selfish. My sin nature, and by the way, we all have it this morning, says, serve me. I could care less about you. Do I want somebody ruling my life? Not a chance. I can do a great job. But God says, if I trust in myself, I'm a fool. Well, who are you going to believe? You see, what you have to understand is that these people don't get it. Following Jesus is not a religion, but following Jesus is a relationship. We can expect people who are religious not to get it. And I'm praying this morning that many of you in this building will get it. There's a huge difference between religion and relationship. And that's what we're going to show you. Now, turn just a few books back to the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah 17, verse 5. Now, we have a contrast. This is what Mark Balmer says. Is that what your verse says? This is what the... Lord says. So now, now, now stop for a moment. Why are you here today? We're here to hear from God. So this is what the Lord is saying to us this morning. This is what, see, his word isn't outdated. It's always fresh. So what's he going to say? He says this, cursed is the one who trusts in man, who depends on flesh for his strength. In other words, the one who trusts in his own wisdom, his own strength, his sufficiency, whose heart turns away from the Lord. So cursed is the guy, the gal, who trusts in their own life, is not walking with God, 
might come and drive through church a few times a year, but has no ongoing relationship with God. Their heart is turning actually away from it. Cursed is that person. Now, verse 6. Well, if that's my lifestyle, if I don't really have a relationship with God, even as a Christian, if I'm just doing my own thing, look at verse 6. That lifestyle will be like this. He will be like a bush in the wastelands. He will not see prosperity when it comes. He will dwell in the parched places of the desert in a salt land where no one lives. So God says, do you like this lifestyle? Do you want this lifestyle? Would you invest? You know, when I gave you that introduction at the beginning, you said, no way I invest thousand bucks in that. That's stupid. Well, God says, this is lifestyle number one. Would you, would you not only invest a thousand, would you invest, would you invest your life in this? Would you trust your own heart, your own wisdom, your own strength, your own sufficiency, your own merit, your own righteousness? Oh, I'm right with God because I'm good enough. Well, God says, no, you're a fool. No, I didn't say you were a fool, but God says you're a fool. Then he gives us this definition that I want to show you. What this means is this. Watch these two things. This independent, which means I did it my way. See, you're getting it whether you want it or not. This independent, this independent lifestyle is empty, lonely, frustrating, and it will absolutely end in death. At the core, write this somewhere down in your Bible, at the core of foolishness, you find self. See, this is humanism. That's what we have today. At the core of foolishness is self. It's me. Ruling my life. So here's the definition. A foolish person is one who thinks and lives apart from God and his word. A foolish person is one who thinks, as a man thinks in his heart, so he becomes. And lives apart. There's not an ongoing relationship. I, I went to somebody's home recently as an older person and uh, shared with them the gospel. And when I left, the person said this. I've been going to church many times in my life, whatever, and bing, boom, boom. I never knew it was personal. Well, how can you not know it's personal? See, so this independent, foolish person ignores God, ignores his word, ignores God's will, lives as if there's no death. But now the contrast. Look at verse 7. But blessed, instead of cursed, is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in what? Not in church, not in a religion, not in a denomination, not in a pastor, is in him. He, well, what's that lifestyle like? He will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries when the doctor's report comes back positive. He has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Now, this dependent lifestyle is blessed Fulfilling, joyful, and ends in life. This wise person, God says, is one who thinks and lives in relationship to God and his word. They know his word, they obey his word, they submit their will to God, they live with eternity in view, which is God's view of life. At the core of foolishness, you find self. But at the core of wisdom, you find God. Write it down. At the core, at the very center of wisdom, Always is God, because God is wisdom. Now, 
Let me ask you a pretty tough question. Which lifestyle would you choose? Would you choose living apart from God? Trusting in your own wisdom, your own strength, your own education, your own degrees, your own business, whatever you have. Uh, pretty successful last year, best year I ever had, wonderful. In light of eternity, what does that mean? Nothing. Sure, we have to have a living. Sure, we have to go to school. Sure, we do all those things. That's great. But are you going to live apart from God? God says, you're foolish. The end is death. Or would you rather live dependently? Would you rather admit, I need God. I need his wisdom. Now, go back to Proverbs 28. You were there, right? The verse we were. Proverbs 28, verse 26. Notice again what it says. Get this principle. He who trusts in himself is a fool, but he who walks, circle the S after walks, he who walks in wisdom is safe. You see, it's an ongoing relationship. It is not he who walk, it's walks. So many people in our services, because you're new, and we're glad you're here, have never even heard this principle last night. Last night. Why did I say last night? Because of this. At the end of the service, I walked out last night. And a young man, mid-20s, came up to me and says, how many Bibles should I buy? And I said, huh? <laughs> he said, I just got saved. It's, gonna, it's changing my life. Another guy stopped up and said, I got saved last week. He's beaming, mid-20s. They had never heard the truth before. And he said, how many Bibles should I buy? And I said, what are you buying for? All my friends that aren't saved. I said, whoa, 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 wait, wait, just a moment. Let's get a few tapes. What is a real Christian? Whatever. We'll put it out. See if they're interested. We'll pray that they're interested. And we'll begin sending the Bibles. That's wonderful. But see, many of you, you've been coming to church maybe all your life. And if I had to say to you, are you walking with God right now? You'd have to say, well, well, no. I mean, it's personal. Yes, it's personal. Notice what it says. He who walks, walks, ongoing in wisdom is kept safe. Now let me just ask you a very simple question this morning. Real simple. You have to either answer this way or this way. With that definition, that if you have a personal relationship with God and it's ongoing, that's a wise walk. If you don't and you're doing your own thing and you might even be in this church and you come every single week or maybe you got saved 30 years ago but you're not walking with God at all, God says that's foolishness. Let me just ask you, are you living wisely or foolishly. See, this is a much more important question then. Would you like to put a thousand bucks in this website? You know, as investors, we usually do all this research like crazy. If you're like me, when I go to buy a TV or whatever, man, I read every book I can find out whatever. Pretty soon it's the next model before I made my mind up. But when we come to spiritual things, we go, oh, well, I'll go by my own way. No, your old way is not the way you want. The old way is the normal way. It's a sinful way. Now, here's the other problem. You say, well, Pastor Mark, you told me there was two things you're going to talk about. It is. For many of you this morning, you are a Christian. You are walking with God. But there's one other part where you're walking foolishly. Let's take a look at it. Turn, if you will, in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. Proverbs 13, verse 20. You're a Christian. You're here. But lifestyle number two of foolishness is this one. Proverbs 13, 20. Here's what it says. He who walks with the wise grows wise. That basically means Christians, obviously. But a companion 
of fools suffers harm. So here's foolish lifestyle number two. Write it down. Walking with God, but apart from Christian friends. Walking with God, but apart from Christian friends. To be wise, I have to walk with God, and then on a regular basis, I have to be interacting with other people. Notice, he who walks, S, ongoing relationship, always there, around other Christians. As I'm around other Christians, I'm getting wise. Turn to Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17. And by the way, God's still speaking. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another, so one woman sharpens another. So, here's the illustration. As iron sharpens iron, well, what does that mean? What's happening to this knife? Because it's in contact with iron. That's the kind of knife you want when you're going to cut a nice piece of meat or whatever. It's in contact. There's pressure. There's all kinds of energy happening here. Now, if I set this aside, what happens to the knife? How many of you have a few of those dull knives at home? We got it, Ellie. That's why when we see these stupid TV commercials, Ginzo knives, never sharpen again. You know, we order a dozen of them suckers. They're cutting wood, legs on a chair, frozen. What are we, we never cut stuff like that. What's wrong with us? But we're looking for that sharp knife. We used that word before. We're foolish. It's like this new ab thing. You get the thing. I've got one on this morning. You just don't know it. If I go like this a few times, it's just the spirit that's moving them. No, it isn't. It's my ab trainer. No, it isn't. I better be careful here while I'm... So, 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 if this thing doesn't come in contact with the iron, it gets what? No. What happens spiritually when I don't come in contact in a regular basis with other Christians? It's the very same thing. God wasn't talking about, well, here's how to sharpen your knife. He was trying to say to us spiritually... If you don't have accountability partners, if you don't have people that you trust, if you don't have a few Christian friends, if you're not involved in a small group, then your life, spiritually, will be dull. It'll be boring. It will be without impact. Romans chapter 12. Here's the definition as you turn that you want to write down. A Christian fool is one who lives his or her Life alone, apart from other Christians. The independent lifestyle will be empty, lonely, frustrating, and will end with death. In contrast, the dependent lifestyle is blessed, fulfilling and joyful, ending in life. If we're going to be wise and do life right, or foolish and do life wrong, well, that will be determined by whether or not we develop an ongoing relationship with the Lord and seek His guidance in our choices. Remember, a wise person is one who thinks and lives in accordance with God and His Word. Maybe you're listening right now, and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. 
Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. There's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. God intended for the church to function together. Next time on Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will teach that spiritual growth doesn't happen when you're alone. God designed you to be in a relationship with others so that they could balance, challenge, protect, and encourage you. Being accountable helps you to be real, authentic, to keep sharp and grow. So how do you relate to the body of Christ? You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. Let us hear your love.